you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Unmuting is good. Uh, welcome back to Unsealed. My friends, the official podcast of Wings of the Eagle, please support this ministry and this podcast today. If this has ever blessed you or if this blesses you today, please return the favor. Uh, wingsoftheeagle.com slash donate. However you want to contribute, you can. It's all worthwhile, no matter if you think it's significant or not. It is. We need it to continue. That's just the facts, right? Okay. Praise God. Um before we get going, just wanted to let y'all know if you wanted to get in on a private conversation, if you need any kind of pastoral counseling or just want to chat, something I have an open office uh, every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, in Zoom. So it's a private Zoom room. It's not like obviously live stream like this, uh, but you do have to be on the End Time Church app to uh, find the link to get in. So please go get the app, endtime.church. Just type in End Time Church into your App Store, Google Play, for your mobile device, your tablet, or even uh, if you go to End Time, just type in endtime.app. How about that? Endtime.app. That'll get you exactly to where your device will see the app. Okay. And then use it. Morning to you, my sister. Um, this topic today, and so I've said what needs to be said. Okay. Um, topic today is very... Uh, well, obviously, I think it's important. Um, the Lord has been working to me very clearly in this for the church around the world, especially though the church in the West and in America, because um, we've been raised, reared for generations. Um, to think in the wrong way about what the church is. And that's not a judgment. I was in that, you know, I was part of that. Um, or what it means to be blessed by God. Um, or what the Great Commission actually is about. What is the Great Commission, you might say. First of all, this is Christopher Manti. I welcome you. I am your brother in Jesus. As you, If you're watching, you'll see it on the screen. I hope I am anyway. If you believe in uh, in him and you've confessed your sins and you believe he rose from the dead and he's coming again and you're my brother and sister in Christ, no matter what country you're in, no matter what situation you're in, we are united in the Holy Spirit and we're family. That's what God desires, right? Increase his family before he returns. That's the point of life for a Christian. That's the meaning of life. And uh, the only way we can um, be successful 
truly in that mission is to, like he told us to, what? Take up your cross. Uh, die to yourself. Um, don't worry about all this other stuff in life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to... Uh, he never said he to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Like give, like give to God what is God's. So, good morning, friends. Uh, Jennifer, hello. Blessings to you. True Church Podcast. That isn't that isn't Brother Will, is it? I'm sorry. Uh, you have to let me know who that is. But anyway, no, no problem. If you're on YouTube right now or Twitter, or maybe you're watching on the End Time Church app itself. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or whatever, please make them uh, at any t point in time. Um, here's what the point of this is, and because I saw this, <clears throat> excuse me, I saw this quote uh, in this month's um, edition of the Voice of the Martyrs magazine. Uh, if you are not um, subscribed to that, it's totally free. Just go to. Uh, I believe it's persecution.com and sign up. Anyway, I'm not here to hawk for them. I'm just saying I saw this um, quote by the president, the current president of the of that um, ministry, um, charity. His name is Cole Richards. And, uh, oh, hey, sorry, James. Hey, James, blessings, brother. It's not Will, it's James, of course. My bad. Sorry, friend. Um, okay. Anyway, thanks for chiming in and being here. Um, so Cole Richards uh, says in the opening of the new magazine this month, God, and I, it's so good. It's, it's so God that he's speaking this. God's eternal purposes will not be thwarted by the flaws or failings of any nation's government or economy. Well, you might say, well, Brother Manti, of course, that's easily, obviously true. Nobody has a problem with that. That's my favorite rebuttal to this type of uh, conviction from the Holy Spirit, because that's what it is. Um, it's, oh, I, I know, we know that already. Yeah, obviously, duh, you know, of course. Blessings more cool. And brother from India just got back from work, and here he is checking in on our live stream. Well, bless God. That that's what this is all about. That's what this ministry, that's what this um format uh is can do. It can literally reach the other side of the earth instantly. Mokul is nowhere near be okay. He's very, very far. As far away as you can be, I'm pretty sure, two human beings uh on this earth. Um, and yet here we are together. So don't, you know, don't cede this technology to the enemy. Okay. But the point is what Cole Richards was saying, um, is, is not only factually true, but we have to let it settle in our heart because I can just tell you just from experience and personal feelings and, and, um, folks who have been in done life with okay over not only church folks non-church folks secular uh political people you name it um this is a very uh something they don't understand we just don't understand it um and it's not just america it's australia and again i speak from experience it's it's europe 
it's South Africa. Uh, it's a lot of places um, have this. A lot of folks in these places. First of all, it's a huge problem with believers. All non-believers are going to rage and fight about their particular government or how their society is structured um, or what kind of economy they have. You know, are they, uh, is there opportunity to advance in your life, you know, financially? This is a big, these are big issues. I get it. And they're not bad. It's not evil or wicked to want a decent government. You know, maybe that you actually vote for the leaders now and then and hold them accountable. Um, Minerva Martinez says, am I the only one listening? Well, of course not. We've got people checking in already all over the world, literally, Minerva, so welcome. Uh, or maybe you mean listening to this to the Holy Spirit on this? Well, maybe. I don't know. But um, he's definitely speaking because it's it needs to be digested by us quickly. And so what does it mean? All right. What does it mean? God's eternal purposes will not be thwarted by the flaws or failings of any nation's government or economy. Basically, it's the title of this episode, which is no government can stop God or his church. Right. Didn't Jesus say no? Um, uh, the gates of hell won't prevail against you. It, the church, the body of believers in the earth. Well, if the gates of hell won't prevail, I'm pretty sure the United States of America, Joe Biden, or your country or your leader that you don't like can't prevail. It's really, it's just, it's ridiculous to even consider it. But yet, and you know, we would say, oh, of course, brother, it's ridiculous. I would never say such a thing or think such a thing. But we do. But we do. You know, we, we dismiss it. I mean, we, we acknowledge it with our head. Yeah, that's a true statement. I get it. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. You know, the church is matters the most. But then practically, as we actually walk out our life, our day to day, and what we uh, the witness that we show people, if we show them anything at all, um, does not reflect this reality. Because the the most, boy, let me tell you a story. Maybe someone can relate to this. Um, some people already know this about me. Many don't. So I wasn't always a minister. I wasn't always a pastor, for sure. Many, many years, I was called by God at the age of eight, uh, but I said no thank you for many decades after that, 40, almost 48, I'll be 48 this year. So um, it's a very kind of recent development. Yes, I always loved God, I always loved Jesus, uh, um, wasn't crazy about the, I grew up in the Catholic Church, I knew that wasn't, they didn't have all the answers for sure. Um, so I just felt like, well, you know, I'll believe it. I'll do other things and put my talents to good use. Well, it turns out one of the things I was talented in is uh, making connections or facilitating, um, communication or relationships. I didn't figure that it was a Christian mission. Like it's a gift from God to do the father's work. So I went into politics and did political work. 
um, with that. Uh, so <clears throat> bottom line is short version is, um, I, I was convinced because every, it was, it's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere. Every source you go to, including Christian sources, church sources, obviously the Republican party, which I worked for, even though I was not crazy about it again, I'm like, well, at a certain point, if I want godly leaders, in my government, I have to do something about it. So I worked for them. I, I raised awareness. I was, I did a campaign. I ran a campaign for us Senate. Uh, I was on a couple of different presidential campaigns. Anyways, the point is I was convinced or I was convinced by something, uh, that, that it, for whatever reason, uh, to have a Christian leader, Christian leadership in my government, was somehow important to God. Or that things would go really bad if we didn't. Okay. Now, on its face, you can make an argument. Okay, fine. Um, but on election night 2012, which was the last time I was involved in politics, 10, over 10 years ago now, over a decade ago, um, 2012 presidential election, Barack Obama reelected. We lost a whole lot of races that night, including mine, um, that I ran. And whatever, I'm in a, a part of the country and state where we don't like conservative anything's. So my guy lost big time. Um, but it was that night when God spoke to me and said, "Are you going to paraphrasing? Are you going to work for me now?" Are you going to use the talent that I gave you that actually do my work? Because, well, first of all, that's that's a good enough of a question. But the follow-up comment, basically, paraphrase again, was, this country isn't what you think it is. The people want this. So my um, personal you know, take on it was shared by all the people I was working with in the political world, which was there's a silent majority of quote-unquote good christians and we're actually just you know getting getting you know spat on by the minority who really are doing all these bad liberal things and the country though doesn't want that we don't want abortion we don't want gay marriage uh we don't want whatever we want the bible back in schools we want prayer in schools you name it okay well, first of all, God was right. Duh. No, we don't want those things. Even the quote-unquote conservative Christians, a lot of times, don't want those things. So that's a giant deception, number one. Um, but number two, the bigger question was, why would I care? Why do I give a darn in any way for one second of my life of what my fellow countrymen want to vote for. Why should I care? Not that God's not telling me to be hard-hearted or cold-hearted. He's saying prioritize. He's telling me, go back to the scriptures. Go back to what I told you. Go back to what I told my original disciples. Nothing has changed in 2,000 years. Go listen. Go look, go read, go live that. 
There's nothing in there in any way about making your government better. Nowhere. Now, again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't, if you have a choice in the matter, to make it better and live peaceably with all men, that's scripture, right? And to make it so people can be successful and, you know, have lives that aren't in squalor and, um, you know, uh, in poverty and, and struggling and pain and suffering like most of humanity basically has been throughout history. Um, if you could not do that, why would you? Okay, sounds good, right? Um, again, but that's not good or evil. That's just if you can take it, take it, but towards the what end? Towards the end of the gospel, enlarging the family of God. Now, this I just this can go. I can go on and preach for an hour or two or three on this, but I'm not going to. But the point is, um, we have been led to believe, and even now you're seeing it. Go look on YouTube it, when you're done here, if you want to. I really don't think you should, but you can if you don't believe me. Um, you know, other ministries, ministers who are closely aligned even with what Wings of the Eagle does and End Time Church. Um, I don't want to name names, but you can imagine. Uh, they they are the ones, and, and many others, but the, even close to, you know, what we're doing here, are, are magnifying this false belief, this this deception that somehow your government, the way it's going or whatever, is somehow opposed to God. Well, all human hearts are opposed to God. Your heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? All men of sin have fallen short of the glory of God. We need the grace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Boom. Okay, that's individual. Every individual person needs that. And we're sinning individually. God doesn't need nations for any of that. He also doesn't need nations to spread the gospel. To spread the good news. Again, there's look at all the history of the church. All of it. Up until very, very recently. The entire history of the church was your, your work, you might live in a country, but they oppose you in some way, whether it be hard or soft persecution or you know, just turning a blind eye to you or not recognizing whatever, not, you know, letting you make money, whatever, whoever, whatever, and whatever. There's never been a point in history up until recently where there would be a, um, any type of focus whatsoever from a believer to the government that they live under. It's irrelevant, irrelevant. It does not matter. Why should I care? God was asking me, why should I care what the people want in terms of political leadership or economics. Who cares if they want socialism? Why do I care? And if they, I don't. It's not that I want it personally, I don't, but I don't get to pick and choose that stuff. I serve Jesus, the King. I don't serve a president. I don't serve a government. And that's not to say, not, again, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. It's not about rebelling. It's not about not paying your taxes. It's not about any of that stuff. It's just saying, where's my ultimate authority and goal? Who am I trying to please? You know, who am I serving? Who am I representing? Um, because I can tell you, there's, there's not just one or two examples. There's millions and millions and millions of examples um, of this wrong-headed belief.
everywhere you turn, there's, oh, well, yeah, I'm a Christian on Sunday, but then as soon as Monday, heck, as soon as Sunday afternoon happens, I'm on the internet. I'm on Fox News. I'm on Drudge Report. I'm on what Truth Social, God forbid, whatever, all these places just to get angry. What are the liberals doing now? What do I got to do to save America? And again, I'm just saying this because this is my tribe. This is my people. This is my country where I'm at. Because So I know it. I've been in it. My nose has been in it like a dog. For 10 years plus, plus way before that, when I started volunteering, this election cycle, you know, that whole previous cycle before 2012 and all that stuff. So I know exactly what the people are thinking, dudes. Okay? And uh, it's nice to say, well, we Christians really want to just elect other Christians. But there's, Jesus never comes up. There's nothing to do with that. Do you know if every, if we, uh, I don't know, whatever scenario you, you want to paint about what happens to America, it's not relevant. It does not matter. There's no prophecy about America. So it doesn't matter. You do your job as a Christian. That's it. You concentrate on what you should be doing. Your mission is the Great Commission. Preach the gospel to the lost. That's it. On an individual level or on a group level like this, fine. But you're never going to... What, what kind of goals do you really have? I don't care what kind of government it is. Do you think the Chinese government, the communists there, or the, when Russia used to be communist, what happened to the church? Did they fail? Because that's what a lot of people would say. Oh, you failed. If we, Here's the comp. Minerva, I love you, but I'm going to use you as an example. That's what happened in the last 50 years. Christians could have risen up and had a hand in keeping these present problems from being what they are today. No wrong. The Christians are the problem. The real church, the for real church, who is God-ordained, born again, uh, convicted by fire with the Holy Spirit to increase God's family, doesn't care. It's not the point. We don't serve a country. Again, like, did the, Christian, did the Christians in China fail? Did the Christians in Russia fail? How about the Christians in North Korea or Saudi Arabia or Iran? Is it the church's fault? How about Syria? Syria was the original Christian country. Syria was. Egypt was the second, basically. Iraq. Turkey. Turkey was the headquarters of the church. What happened? Are you going to blame the blame the, the church for failing? You know, five, fifteen hundred years ago? A thousand years ago, even 500 years ago, there would have been no Holocaust by Hitler if it wasn't for the church. This is not a guilt trip. This is facts. Um, it doesn't matter what governments do. If you're doing what Jesus told you to do, the church will survive and thrive. And by the way, the church thriving has nothing to do with governmental power. You, you as a Christian are not called to be in the government of your country. 
I mean, maybe individually here and there, okay, but generally speaking, you're not. It says the greatest among you will be the servant of all. So that tells me that all the great real generals and leaders of the church are invisible uh, or unknown or definitely not in any kind of worldly power position. We don't want that power. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, there are times. Yes, God raises up people for, for different seasons. But generally speaking, it's not our job. It doesn't matter what our government turns into. It doesn't matter if America goes socialist or communist, postmodern, new age, Islamic. doesn't matter. What does that matter to you as the church? Nothing. For, well, okay, well, we don't want it to be hard. Maybe you do. Maybe we need it to be hard. Maybe we need the persecution that everyone in throughout the history of the church, pretty much, and most of our brothers and sisters in Africa, Asia, the Middle East, etc., are experiencing every single day. Maybe God's looking at those churches way more favorably than they are upon us. Do you... Right? Can you process that? Can we process that? Because many, 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 many times the Jesus would say something that's seemingly opposite of what you would think is is correct or logical. Right? Serve to be a leader, die to live, uh, all these opposite things. To be a slave to be free. Right? So all those things are upside down. That means to be persecuted is to be blessed. And if you're not, maybe we should think about why not. What what in us would, is it fear? Fear of persecution? Persecution makes the church strong. The government doesn't make the church strong. Laws don't make the church strong. Money doesn't make the church strong. These are all things that make it weak and and pull it away from Jesus. What pushes you closer to Jesus is persecution because you know that you're in the Spirit doing the Lord's work because they're persecuting you like they did him. They hate you like they hate him. They kill you like they kill him. That's when you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Again, Again, I understand there's caveats for, you know, exceptions for all the, well, how could you say if you're not persecuted, does it mean for a fact that you're not in God's will? No, it doesn't for a fact. But again, just looking for what he said about it, what the Lord himself said, um, there was never a time when he said, if you do what I want and be my church, you're going to not be persecuted. He didn't say that. There was never a time where he says, go serve your government. Did he say overthrow the Roman Empire? Did Paul say, overthrow your local government, put in Christians into government, uh, take over Turkey or Syria or whatever? No. Lebanon, Armenia, right? These are lands full of Christian people, but there was never a push to do anything governmentally. There's no kind of system of economics like communism or capitalism that's holy or unholy. They just are. They just are. And it means nothing. 
nothing at the end of the day whatsoever to you. I want to, I want to lead by example, yes, to show you what happened to me, to tell you the experience in it, but also to say, you know what, I'm going to, it's not a hard, um, no, it's not an easy thing to accept, but then once you do accept it, it's very easy to acknowledge it before others and teach them that way and lead them because it's the Lord doing it. The Holy Spirit is doing this. Um, his purposes have nothing to do with communism in China or whatever's in North Korea or Saudi Arabia or whatever. His will is going to happen through his church, who is what? Willing. Willing. Here I am, send me. That's where you need to start. You fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You serve Jesus. Okay, then where are you sending me, Lord? Where are you sending me to do what? Right? Got to get to that. Are you willing to be used? Are you willing to be persecuted? Are you willing to be sent? I mean, really persecuted, not with a face mask or a or a vaccine. I'm talking about actual because you're a Christian and you love your neighbor and they hate you. They hate Jesus is the fact. But you love them anyway. You witness to them anyway. You go to Muslims and Jews, even though they reject Jesus and they reject you, but you preach to them anyway. That's real work. That's kingdom stuff, right? Getting people elected or whatnot is ridiculous. There's no government, no economy is in the brain of, a, especially in these days, these end times. It doesn't matter what the World Economic Forum says. It has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't matter if we all go socialist. So what? So what? I say bring it on. Bring it on. Make my witness better. If my country goes socialist, communist, or Islamic, my witness will be better, purer. Maybe my fear will go away. Maybe I could stop concentrating on stuff that doesn't matter. Right? That's the I think that's the point. Um, and we'll see what you all are saying now. I've gone on for too long. Um, Mary Nan, brother, from what I see in the Bible, Christians are called to serve in every capacity, including politics. That's not what it says. Problem is that people aren't obeying God in Christ. We we fail to love Him in all our strength, etc. Well, that, I mean that's always true, no matter what your job is. But I mean, serve in every capacity, including politics. It doesn't say including politics. That's not serving. I mean, I get it. In the world's definition, it's serving, but it's not Christian serving. Christian servitude is not leading in in a in a government chair. Again, again, please don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about righteousness. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, if you can uh, protect the innocent, um, you know, actually help the poor, feed the hungry. These are Christian things, no doubt, right? Uh, protect, again, like, make sure you're, you're not in danger from crazy enemies and, you know, terrorists and, and people that want to murder your population. I, I get it. But it's another level. Um, the, 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 the politics has poisoned us. The, to even consider it, Marianne, I think, is a waste of time. Not only a waste of time, but deception. We're deceiving people by saying it's okay to serve in politics right now. I just, 
Where is that coming from? Why even bother? Why There could be a thousand other professions you can list in there. You know what I mean? Can't you say doctor? Can't you say dentist? Can't you say lawyer? Can't you say um, pastor? Can't you say fireman? You're right. Can't you say police? I mean, like, there's a lot of more effective ways to serve than in political office. There's It's not high on the list. <laughs> Persecution is very prevalent here in America. No, it's not. And that will be the true test for Monday Christian. It's not prevalent, Minerva. I'm sorry. I know people who are persecuted. They tell me their stories. When I was... This, what we, nothing is happening in America right now. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing biblical is happening as far as persecution. Zero. Zip. The, the Jews are far more persecuted than Christians are in America. That's a fact. Um... They're getting beat up on the streets. What Christians are getting beat up on the streets because they're a Christian? How many churches are getting firebombed or having Nazi, you know, swastikas painted on their doors? Or say, Jew, go home. How many Christians go home? Like, it's not happening. We're, that's why this is what I mean by deception. You, you, we are not persecuted. We might be eventually, but guess what? Even if we are, the vast majority of those who call themselves Christians are the ones doing the persecuting, okay? Jennifer, persecution builds endurance. Well, that's, yeah, and that's scriptural, okay? And it does. And that's why we're, when we, Jesus tells us to endure to the end, and persecution is a necessary part of that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Paco, hello, Paco on YouTube says Daniel's story is so important and applicable in our times. Daniel was not against Babylon, but instead Daniel was for God. Um, that's a okay, yeah, for sure. Um, I know I've seen this Daniel reference used in both ways, to be honest with you, brother. Um, like Daniel was put in that position, he didn't want it. Right, he wasn't after the government position. He didn't want to be second in command. He didn't want to be over the whole kingdom. That's what God did. To to be honest, if you know the if we know the whole Bible story, there he, it was to make sure Israel survived and thrived in Babylon, so they could be released after seventy years under the Persians. Right. Um. But the point of be willing to die, like going to that fiery furnace for Christ, definitely applies to us now. Or to go into the lion's den without hesitation. Absolutely. That's what it's about. To be, you know, um, anyway, yeah. There's definitely a lot to it. And by the way, we did a whole, we did a verse by verse. I did a whole verse by verse teaching of the whole book of Daniel um, in 2021. Boy. Anyway, go to the uh, archives on Wings of the Eagle or End Time Church. There's a playlist that says Daniel, uh, every verse in it, with charts and graphs. Um, wait, what year was Maybe that was last year. No, Revelation was last year and Genesis. Yeah. Anyways, Moncool says, neither Jesus nor Paul ever taught to overthrow godless or oppressive governments. 
ding, ding, ding. And guess what? Mokul is in one of those countries. The early Christians were killed by mobs, lions, gladi gladiators, and fire. That's correct. Anyway, what I'm saying is, like Mokul here, and like other people who I've known, I was at, again, just a personal story. I was at a conference, Voice of the Martyrs, who Mr. Richards here I left on the screen. He's he's the leader now. He wasn't then. Um, but I went to a, a conference locally, and um, they had several speakers there from Iran, from China, and one brother from Africa, Central Africa. I believe it was... I believe... I don't, I don't know. Burkina Faso... Nigeria, Nigeria, maybe. Anyways, uh, soft-spoken, you know, totally just chill guy. You had dinner the night before the he spoke, and it was just super, super humble and gentle and talked about his family. And he was a younger guy. He was younger than me, I think. Uh, this is several years ago. He was definitely younger than me. And he had talked about his young family back home, whatever, and how you know, he had Muslim opposition and they kept trying to shut down his church and kill his members and all this stuff. I'm like, man, that must be tough. Oh, well, next day it's time for him to speak. And he gets up there and he roars like a lion. Okay. Like, I mean, preaching wise, he is no, uh, wallflower now. Um, and he's saying blunt point blank to me. It was to obviously the crowd, but I felt it was directly to me because I felt bad for him the night before saying he says i pray for america he says i pray that persecution comes to america so you will be purified the church will be pure because right now it's not so he prays for persecution how many of us us are praying for that for it for it not against it not trying to get away from it not resisting the socialists or whatever your boogeyman is. Pray for it. You want to be pure? Do you want to be right before God? Do you want to make a difference? Do you want to use the talents that he gave you and invest them as it were and make back the five minas or whatever? That's the easiest way to do it. Ah, uh, bond servant says political persecution is not the same as being persecuted for Christ. Correct. I hate that so many think we're under persecution yet. We are not. Not yet. Thank you, sister, for agreeing there. That's that's exactly what it is. Political persecution. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. If you're a conservative person or if you vote a certain way, yeah, you're it's not a great environment right now, but that's not persecution for christ again see this is this is the root i think the root of it which is we we have again um, the west and especially america i know because i'm here we have literally combined christianity and our politics literally combined so that you cannot separate if anyone comes along like pastor manti now and tries to separate them you jump on them you say oh that can't be true Oh, well, to be a Christian, you got to vote this way. Or to be a Christian, you got to do this. Or to be a real, you know, how could you not love your country? That's Christian. Like, wait, hold on. What? You know, like, wait a minute. What are we talking about here? Because there's so, we've combined them into one thing. And to and to the point where, like Bonservant says, to the point where if you're persecuted because you're a conservative voice or you have an anti-abortion or 
anti-gay, whatever stand, um, that is not the same as Christian persecution, but we've lumped them together to the point where we believe it is. It ain't. It's not. And you don't get any kudos in heaven in the in the eternity for standing up to the liberals <laughs> and voting for the straight Republican ticket or whatever. You get no points. <laughs> Zero. In fact, you might get deductions. But, uh, but, but, Lord, Lord, we've called you Lord. We've done many things in your name, including drive people to the ballot boxes and, and make sure your people were, were got the right laws passed. I never knew you. That's what he's going to say. I have a pretty good idea. I never knew you because you didn't do my work. I told you what to do. You ignored it. You thought you were better than that. You're too good for persecution or you're too good to actually serve. Or you think your your politics has to do with the Great Commission. That's your problem. I think he was basically going to say, what are you thinking? You know, I didn't say that. I didn't tell you to do that. More cool again. American Christians hardly face any persecution compared to Christians in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. Well, brother, uh, that's a generous statement. We don't face any. Honestly. Uh, you are correct when you say Jews face more than the Christians in America. That's correct. And again, I'm not speaking out of turn, brother. I know them. I see it every day. Um, I just watched a video of a Minerva. Hey, Minerva, back. Just watched a video of a man being asked to leave a mall. I saw this video. I know exactly what you mean. Because he was wearing a t-shirt that said Jesus saves. That's true. That happened. Uh, people complained to mall cops and they were offended and he was accused of soliciting. Yes, yeah, I, I saw the whole video. Now, is that persecution? Is that persecution? Is Would Paul snicker at that? I think he would. Being asked to leave them all. Being asked to leave them all. No, I get it. It's because you're a Christian that did that happen. Well, it's be probably it's because be he, he wore a shirt. Maybe, right? Seems like it. I don't even. It doesn't. I don't get to the you know what happened before that, or was he preaching? Was he, um, you know, which you should be. You should be telling the gospel in the mall. Okay, I'm for that. But was he doing that? I don't know. But the point, like, there's a really big difference between. You know, you're a Christian. I'm going to go burn your house down and kill your family versus please leave my mall, which is privately owned. It's a place of business. Yeah, we're a bunch of bigots here or whatever, or people are one or two people are complaining. Therefore, I'm going to take it upon myself as the police to to agree with them and just have you leave. Stupid. Of course, it's stupid, but it's not persecution. You're not being asked to change your belief or die, are you? Your, your family isn't threatened. Your church isn't going to be burned down. There's a billion churches. All open. All safe. Pretty much. Hey, uh, again, to the point of the, the Jewish issue versus the Christian issue, how many churches need security details or have to build concrete barriers in front of their church doors so they're not rammed by suicide cars, you know, drivers? And their kids aren't hit on the sidewalk. Because synagogues are. 
Okay, process that. Process that. Don't give yourself a credit that we don't deserve. It's called a martyr complex. Martyr complex is you think everything is because it's against you. You're being persecuted for everything you do because, oh, must because I'm in Jesus. Just calm down with that, us, us, church, okay, and see the truth. Process the facts, which is that unless you're physically, uh, emotional, abused, fired from your job because you're a Christian, not because you did something else, but just because you believe. Uh, because the, your home is destroyed, your children are murdered, uh, your church is building is burned down. There are protests in the street, mobs coming after you, literally. That's persecution. Until we get there, don't talk to me about it. And don't talk to anyone else about it because you don't know what you're saying. You know, my brothers and sisters, like Mokul can tell you, like my brothers in Saudi, Jordan, uh, even in Israel, they can tell. Look, ask a, uh, a Messianic Jew in Israel what persecution is versus what we're... Big difference, right? Big difference. We are not suffering for Christ in America in any way. Anyway. I think it's a real good thing to say, okay, is this political? Is this because they're just left-wingers and who and they think I'm a right-winger and that's the end of it? Because most... Every, most every time you run into it, that's all it is. They don't care if you're a Christian as long as you're you vote the right way. They don't care if you Jesus, work worship Jesus all day long if you vote, you know, the Democratic Party. Great, good for me, right? That's not persecution. Uh, bond servant, when they come to your house because of your witness and haul you out, then we can discuss persecution. That's again, right? That's an example. That's something we can point to. And but again, not only one one instance, right? It would have to be systemic, systemic, governmental level stuff. Anyway, I don't know how we got on this, but the point is, even if even if we got to that point, even if we got to that uh, stage in the United States, for example. That's still not relevant to our witness, <laughs> to what we should be doing. If if you started getting persecuted and they have, you know, they do come to your house or burn your church down or whatever, would you change what you're doing? Would your focus change or would you become more focused on Jesus? Would you become more dependent on him? Or would you start writing your senator, going on ad campaigns, signing petitions? Do you know what I mean? It's a heart issue. Where are our loyalties really? I could care less if the United States falls. That's where I'm at. I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? So my life might be worse. Yep. My families. Yep. Millions and millions and millions of other families. Yeah, I care about, I mean, I care on a human level about that, of course. But that's not, has nothing to do with my Christianity and my witness. In fact, it would probably be better for our witness if it does fall. Uh, Married on, I do not pray that horror movie level persecution comes to America. Why not? 
persecute. I mean, like that's up to the devil. Uh, what the level is. It's just like, okay, I'm sorry. I pray that if and when it does come, we deal with it in a godly way. When it comes, we're going to have the Holy Spirit help us. Well, I hope so. See, here's the thing. Like, if if we are faced with it, and I say we as a nation, that's just a weird statement. But if, if the church were faced with it, who would it come for? Right? I mean, that's this, the real secret of this, which is not everyone is saved. Who claims to be just because you grew up in a certain church denomination that doesn't make you a christian there's a very high profile leaders recently that have claimed it but we know they're not they're not going to get persecuted because they're not a threat to the devil threat to the devil is the problem and no government is a threat to the devil he owns them all. That's what the scripture says. All the kingdoms of the world, Matthew 4, Mark, uh, Luke 4, right? All the kingdoms of the world I offer to Jesus. If you just bow and worship me, that's the point. What are you going to do? Are you going to take it out of the devil's hands, right? Do you have the power over Satan to remove a government from him, a kingdom from him? Really? Did God give that to you? No, he didn't. We have individual power. Yes. But nations, governments, um, principalities, you know, large groups of the earth, large geographic parts, are there for a reason, under control of evil for a reason. Doesn't mean the people in them are sub, you know, they could leave at any time and enter the kingdom of light. That's the purpose of the gospel. Don't you want, if you could just affect one person for Jesus, if you you could live forever, uh, you know, with that one person because you gave them a witness, wouldn't your life be worth it? Won't there be eternal payoff for that? Yes, there will. Will there be eternal payoff for voting a certain way or getting a government in place for a certain amount of years before it fell? No, there won't. Uh, just one last thing before we go. The founder of Voice of the Martyrs, name was Richard Wurmbrand. He was born a Jew. Uh, he became a believer later in life and a pastor. And, of course, he stood up to the Nazis in his native Romania when they came knocking. Um, and to the point where, you know, no, I, as a Christian minister, I'm not going to allow you to use me in your scheme, in your government. Thank you very much. So think on that and then he said even when you're in prison it doesn't matter he was in prison he was persecuted he was tortured tortured for christ famous book um and his wife put in jail and his thing was the communist right he really didn't have to deal with islam but um communism was in his face all the time and he said, it doesn't matter if you chain us up or not. We're just going to convert our fellow prisoners and guards 
or the, the Lord will. You get the point. That is the point. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, if we have that joy of salvation, to bring others to salvation, to bring others into the kingdom of God, that's our job. That's the point. Our government has nothing. It should concern us zero because it can't stop anything God is going to do. The gates of hell will prevail against his church. No government, no economic system has a prayer. All right, friends. Um, I lo- well, thank you, Minerva. That's sweet. Thank you, sister. She says, uh, I'm really glad I got notification. Listen to what you're saying. This is important and significant for me. Oh, bless God. God is good. Um, because I'm with, I mean, I'm with you. I'm hand in hand with you, sister, or truly. I had to be brought through this. And it's not easy even today. It might sound like I've got, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm not. I understand the facts. Um, all I'm doing is witnessing what's been witnessed to me. Hopefully it'll help others. Uh, bond servant says, sadly, more are concerned with their own safety or carcass. Yep. But if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, your life will show it, Jesus said in a parable about being busy when he comes. Yeah. Who is he going to find doing the work? Matthew 25. All right, friends. Love you so much. This has been the Wings of the Eagle podcast called Unsealed. Pastor Christopher Manti, me, your brother in Jesus. I hope until next time, Lord willing, we'll be back, but we will be for sure back on Monday night for End Time Church. Please stay tuned to this channel or just go to endtimechurch/live uh during that time get the app just get the app endtime.app and again i'll be having some office hours here in a, in uh in a little bit on uh zoom so if you're into that go get the app and uh, we'll see you later until then may the lord bless you and keep you may his light shine upon you and his face shine upon you and give you that everlasting peace that shalom that passes all understanding because we need him and yes if and when we are persecuted May we be ready. Until that time, pray for it. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.